Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland Coaches and Players. The Upperman Bees are on to the state quarterfinals while the football season ends for DeKalb County and Clay County. And basketball season is set to get underway in the Upper Cumberland. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Another week of the high school football playoffs are in the books. We're on to the quarterfinal round in each classification across the state of Tennessee. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. I'm Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook. Getting set for another week of playoffs coming up. We will talk to Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees here in just a few moments. Coach Kane's Bees took care of business last night at home against Region Foe DeKalb County. Upperman got out to a 21-0 lead. DeKalb County was able to rally to cut it to seven at one point, but uh, Upperman goes on to pull away for the 40-14 victory last night. Big night for quarterback Ty Duchess rushing the football, 12 for 132 with a pair of touchdowns. Jackson Rollins scores a pair of rushing touchdowns, had a kick return touchdown in the game as well. It'll be Upperman on the road to Chattanooga next week to take on Red Bank. And uh, looking for a little bit of revenge from a year ago as Red Bank ended Upperman's season. Last year, though, it was the Class 3A playoffs, 21-14 in the second round. This year, it'll be Class 4A, and it will be in the quarterfinal round. Elsewhere in the Upper Cumberland last night, Clay County, a tough road game as they go down to South Pittsburgh and end up on the short end of a 45-7 score. Great season, however, for the Bulldogs as they finish the campaign at 10-2. Some other area games to note. Uh, Gordonsville on to the next. They will go down to South Pitt next week for the quarterfinals. 41-14 Tigers over Joe Burns. Watertown in a big uh, defensive battle last night. 7-0 over Marion County. Most of that game played uh, scoreless, but Watertown able to get a late score to win that game, and it'll be Watertown, Trousdale County all over again in the 2A quarterfinals. Trousdale County knocks off the number one team in the state in uh, Class 2A, 16-8 at Meigs County last night. Smith County, a good effort on the road at White House, but the Blue Devils rally for a 17-13 victory. Cannon County, after winning their first playoff game since 1978, Live tough on the road at Loudon last night. Good showing, though, for the Lions, but they're on the short end of a 42-20 score. And as we mentioned, Red Bank, Upperman's next opponent, taking care of business against Macon County, 47-7. Coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees joins us this morning. Coach, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, I hear happy birthday is in order as well. And what a nice birthday present for you. But a big win last night against DeKalb County and a trip to the quarterfinals. Uh, just a good overall game for you last night. Yeah, it really was. You know, the uh, a, a complete game. Um, I really uh, felt like the kids had a little bit of an edge to them all night long or, you know, all day long. And then it carried over into the football game. Um you know, I, when you got competitive guys, um, they they kind of hear some of the chatter that was going about, and and um, you know some teams that can get in their head a little bit. But these guys, 
they respond in a good way and and uh it was important to them to play well and um you know winning's important to them Mm -hmm. and, and they work really hard to try to you know to win football games and i was very proud of them proud to be their coach last night the team really seemed to come out with a lot of edge, and you talked about the attitude all day long. Did you see a big difference in the way the team came right out of the gate last night as opposed to the meeting in October? Absolutely. Um, you know, when we played them in October, it was, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, re- I felt very fortunate to come out of that, you know, mm-hmm. with a win. Um, you know, and I can – make all the excuses I want to but at the end of the day I was worried about the matchup you know just the physical matchup <laughs> um, it, it seemed to kind of be in their favor a little bit um, now we did pull that game out and I think it showed us for you know m- you know for maybe the second or third time that this year that this team could get to another level right. when, when we need to. Um, in the back of my mind, I was hoping that was going to be the case last night, and, and I feel like it, it really was. Um, you know, like you said earlier, they did cut it to seven and made it a little tight there in the third quarter. But, uh, again, I mean, you know, give credit to my players. You know, Rollins picks up that little squib kick and – you know he's that guy. He, yeah. he can he can break your heart on one play, and uh, he did it, and it meant a lot to him. Uh, you know he's he's a ultra competitive kid, and and when you got that, I mean you, you're going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know the um, we learned some lessons. We took some some L's last year with a younger team, um, and I think these kids came back. A lot more hungry and more resilient, um, and it shows up, man. When you know when that, when those games get tight, um, these kids come out and, and and really just try to put on a show, and and uh, that makes it fun to be the coach. Upperman coach Adam Kane, our guest this morning on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. You mentioned the squib kick, but let's go back before that. It's 21-14. DeKalb County scores there, makes it a one-score football game. What are you thinking at that point, and uh, maybe what's your team thinking at the same time? Yeah. You know, everybody had talked about, well, they came back the week before, um, whatever, you know, whatever, that – I was thinking this was going to be a four-quarter game the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, which doesn't – I mean, of course, there's always a little anxiety in a football game uh, for the coach, but I really, truly believe we're built for four-quarter games. And, um, you know, the way we practice and, and the things that I ask these kids to do on a daily basis, we're, we're kind of built for that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, here we go again. You know, uh, you know, Knowles number five for them is a is an outstanding football player and a really competitive kid. And so you knew he was going to get his, you know, his plays. Right. Um, I felt okay because I felt like we were moving the ball offensively uh, that we could answer the score. Um, but it was huge, you know, for for Rollins to you know kind of blot out their score in about. <laughs> 
five seconds. So, um, you know, credit to them for being a resilient team as well. Um, they showed that they could come back against East Hamilton, but um, I think we showed that, you know, we weren't East Hamilton. So, uh, you know, credit to them, but also credit to my guys for being, uh, you know, really competitive kids. Opperman, 40-14 to 14 over to Cap County last night as they move on to play Red Bank next week. Before we get to Red Bank, Coach, I, I was really impressed with your defense last night. It seemed like when DeKalb County was in situations where they needed a big play on a fourth down or just uh, uh, something huge, your defense really came up big. Carter Shanks had a big night last night. McClellan made some huge plays. Uh, just th- talk about that side of the ball and just how timely stops seemed to uh, just be the thing for that unit last night. Uh, yeah, you put it. You put it well there. Um, you know they're not they're not easy to, to a prepare for and b to stop because they do so much. Right. Um, you know, the week before, Saudi Daisy was kind of a one trick pony. You know, they had two or three formations. Um, you pretty not much knew. You know where they were going to line up and who they were going to try to get the ball to. You know, DeCab, they've got so many phases to that offense, you know, with, with Knowles at, at quarterback and, um, you know, the passing game. And last night they added a little quarterback run game with with Knowles at receiver. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, whereas Saudi Daisy had three formations, you know, DeCab on our little breakdown sheet had about 65 that we had to – Wow. <laughs> you know, somewhat try to get prepared for. Um, so at the end of the day, it turns into, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys that tries to guess what plays coming and all that stuff. We, we just try to play defense. And, uh, and again, when you got, you know, guys on that side of the ball that are aggressively trying to make plays, um, you got a chance. I do, I do got to give Carter Shanks a shout out, you know, we asked a lot of him. Uh, we had him up, you know, in press man situations on Knowles. Um, you know, he, he would drop into zone some. He would play a squat corner for some, and he did it all. And he was, he was, uh, you know, he played like he's capable all night long. Next round, it's on to Red Bank. You know, stranger to Red Bank. Uh, last year, of course, they end your season in the Class 3A playoffs. And uh, familiarity between Upperman and Red Bank, and I know you've been familiar with them over the years. What do you see from them that's going to make them difficult to take on next week? Yeah. I, actually, it was 2019 when they beat that's us. Right. Last year we got um, – yeah, but they've been a, a playoff nemesis Um you know, we got them in, in 2018. They came up there in the quarters, and we beat them pretty good. They answered it the next year. You know, one thing I know, I know the coach really well. We're 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 friends and, and uh, you know, colleagues in this business. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be well coached. I know they're going to be really athletic. Um, I'm hoping they're not as big as they've been in the past. Um <laughs> I, I really haven't seen much of them. Uh, I've, I've got about, you know, 10 or 11 films in my huddle account right now waiting for me to look at. But um, it's uh, it's always a challenge, and um, they do a good job 
you know, making adjustments in the games. And um, obviously they're playing really good ball. The one thing that really scares me is how bad they beat uh, probably our own, you know, one common opponent. They really spanked uh, Fayetteville, mm-hmm. who who gave us our only loss on the year. But let me say before I say only loss on the year, it was a uh, called back touchdown <laughs> right. that, that uh, gave them that that victory um i just feel like i have to mention that every time i bring that game up but uh, anyway it's always a challenge and um you know they're, they're playing really well right now i think they've won seven or eight in a row mm-hmm. um obviously i think we have two i'm not ex- exactly sure i think this makes nine in a row for us so and it is a travel, and it is an early start time. So all that stuff kind of plays into it. Um, the good news is I've got a, a group that likes to win, and, and uh, well, you know, they're very competitive on Friday nights. My thing is I, I just got to get them to Friday uh, <laughs> without killing each other, and uh, hopefully we can go down there and, and, again, get this thing in the fourth quarter and, and uh, you know, pull one out. Well, Coach, you know they'll be tough all the way from here, but Upperman's a, always a prepared team, a very talented team. We wish you the best of luck, and I think uh, uh, everyone in the Upper Cumberland is going to be getting behind the Upperman Bees and uh, wishing you all the best next Friday night. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do want to give a shout-out to my wife. She came to the radio show today. She made my birthday the most perfect thing. Uh, every time I turned around, there was another gift in in front of my face so <laughs> she's the mvp for she's, sure she's got to be the backbone yeah absolutely I, yeah. she has to be the backbone. she has to put up with a roller coaster ride that i put her on every week so uh, but thank, thanks for having me thank you coach adam kane's been our guest of the high school playbook when we come back we'll get the decap county perspective of last night's game this is the high school high school playbook presented by mountain barn builders the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. The second round of the state high school play- playoffs are in the books. As we mentioned and talked to Coach Adam Kane, Upperman, a big win last night, 40-14 to over to Cap County in round number two of the Class 4A state playoffs. On the other side of that, the DeKalb County Tigers John Pryor, the play-by-play voice of the DeKalb County Tigers, joining us this morning to talk about the DeKalb County perspective of the game. John, what did you think the biggest differences were that you saw between last night's game and when the teams first met back in October? We know back in October, uh, DeKalb was able to stymie uh, Upperman's offense in the first half. You know, they I think they only had three points in the first half. They just couldn't finish drives. But last night, they finished their first three drives with touchdowns. The Cavs just couldn't get them off the field. Um, and then when we had the ball on offense, uh, that, that Upperman defense is really stout. Uh, we, we did not have the success that we've been having running the ball. Uh, I mean, they were stout back uh, on the 15th of October as well. We only scored 14 that night. But uh, last night, uh, they were making it difficult to run and throw. And so... DeKalb County had some good drives, but they petered out. We couldn't convert on fourth down a couple of times, and they got that 21 to nothing lead, and that's uh, just a pretty big hole against a really good team. What were some of the biggest differences maybe you saw early in the game 
that Upperman was able to do different to create more success offensively than they did back in October? Well, they started the game by trying to go deep and picked up a pass interference. <clears throat> but uh, Jackson Rollins and Ty Duchess and Terrence Dedman, uh, they were just able to get uh, good down and distance. You know, they would pick up yards. They, if they got to third down, it was third and short, and they were just able to climb down the field. Duchess was pretty much on target with his passes, and uh, our defense just couldn't get him off the field. That was uh, that was the thing. I mean, they had pretty good field position to start, uh, and it was just a, a great night for Adam Kane and the Upperman Bees. Uh, the Cab County hung in there tough, but uh, Upperman just they were just successful in everything they tried on offense. John, it's 21 to 14 at one point in the third quarter. The Cab County battles back, and they're back to within a score. And maybe you feel like the momentum has shifted just a little bit there. Opperman comes right back on the ensuing kickoff, takes it back for a touchdown. It's a two-score game yet again. But let's go back to 21-14. And from your perspective, how are you feeling about DeKalb County, how they were playing, and the way maybe momentum was shifting at that point? Well, Upperman definitely dominated the first half. You know, they're up 21-0. We drive late in the second quarter and fight really hard on fourth and one to get a touchdown. And we missed the extra point. So it's 21-6 at halftime. There in the third quarter, DeKalb County comes out. They get the ball first. They drive it down the field. We get inside the 20, but we fumble. Upperman fumbled it right back a few plays later. And so DeKalb County does eventually score on an Isaac Knowles. I think it's about a 29-yard touchdown run. So I'm like, maybe we are getting some momentum. Last week we had to come back against East Hamilton. And, you know, if we can get a few breaks to go our way, we're only down seven. Um, of course, it started raining by that point, and I thought, you know, a fumble here. I really felt like if we were going to make a run, that was it. And then Axel Aranda kicked us. You know, it was a, it was what we call in golf a worm burner. He kicked a worm burner down there, and it looked like it might go out of bounds. And uh, the coverage was coming down, and Jackson Rollins, a sophomore from Upperman, picked it up at about the 30, and that initial – rush of kick coverage he got through there and made a great run down the sideline there was one defender safety coming over and he cut it back to the middle of the field and I really felt like uh uh-oh because we'd fought really hard to get it back to within a touchdown and when he took it to the house on that one uh, they did miss the exit point but it was 27 to 14 and they really never looked back after that we're speaking to DeKalb County play-by-play voice John Pryor here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. John, Isaac Knowles has been such a key for DeKalb County all season long, and he was gritty, tough as always last night. But it seemed like Upperman had extra focus on him last night. Did you kind of sense that, that they knew where Isaac was at all times last night? Well, you know, Bill Belichick always tries to take you the thing you do best and shut it down. And I really felt like uh, a lot of people all year uh, keyed on number five, Isaac Knowles. Uh, last night he had a, some success uh, catching the ball and running the ball. I think there at the end when the game was out of hand, Coach Trapp was probably trying to get him. He was real close to 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing. I'm not sure if he made it or not. But uh, I think they did a good job. Uh, you know, some of those outside runs that have worked, they, he just couldn't get outside that effort from a defense tough and ready for the challenge 
but Isaac played his heart out as he always does. And uh, there's a really nice scene there after the game where Daniel Metzger, I believe is his name, wide receiver for Upman, he's a fantastic player. Uh, and Isaac Knowles, they kind they kind of cover each other, and uh, uh, they had a long embrace there, and they were both, you know, showing mutual respect for each other. I thought that was a nice moment after the game. I mean, anybody that plays him, I heard people in the press box saying, "Boy, that number five is tough," and you know, his jersey was muddy, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he he was all over the place. But uh, he had a long night, and uh, he he's got big things ahead of him. He's a fantastic kid. A great student, and uh, you know he's got a really bright future. I'm not sure where he's going to play football on the next level, but he will have an opportunity if he wants to pursue that. But you know, it's always tough to see these kids because you kind of watch them grow up when you cover the games. And he was—he's a senior, and that was his last high school game. And um, he just did a lot of great things. Even when he was a freshman, he started as a freshman, and he's just been a real joy to cover. And he always is good for a great interview. Uh, so. Yeah, I hated to see his career come to an end last night on the high school level, but uh, he left it on the field, I'll say that. Well, John Pryor, the DeKalb County Tigers, I think, as a team left it on the field last night. A tough night for the Tigers, falling 40-14 to at Upperman. But, uh, uh, hey, they'll get ready and be back next year and uh, uh, talk to Coach Steve Trapp after the game. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I know he wants a little time to think, but, uh, boy, they'll be right back at it before you know it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh... – the only time he doesn't have the kids uh, for football is basically from the last game of the season till the first part of January. In January, they'll be back in the weight room. I mean, he is at it around the clock. Even though he won't be with the kids, I'm sure he'll be preparing and uh, trying to figure out what to do next because he is a workaholic, and uh, he's never satisfied. So um, I know he's looking to 2022 probably – He'll probably give it a day or two, but uh, probably come Monday he'll be thinking about 2022. John Pryor, the play-by-play voice for the DeKalb County Tigers, joining us this morning. John, thank you for a few minutes of your time. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you. The Monterey Wildcats saw their season come to an end in the first round of the state playoffs last week. Coach Scott Hughes joining us via telephone this morning. Coach Hughes, 21-0, lost to Hampton in round number one. What was it about that Hampton football team that uh, really gave your team problems last Friday night? Well, you know, they, they had the one element that we didn't have. They had just sheer mass. Um, they had about five kids that weighed over 300 pounds and several others that were in the, the 270 to 280 range. And, and, you know, they just they laid on you. Um, their, their scheme was not anything elaborate. Um, they just... They got in oversets, and they brought in extra fullbacks. And, uh, you know, those fullbacks weighed about 240 apiece, and their tailback went about 225. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where they played keep away from us. Uh, they they just, you know, went old school three yards and let the clock run down and snapped it again. And, uh, you know, our kids played extremely hard, uh, but we just we couldn't, we couldn't match the mass. It, it wasn't even the strength element um, as much as it was just the – the being outweighed by 100 pounds or being outweighed by 70 pounds and, and the sheer amount of bodies that they would put on one side. And, uh, you know, our, our kids fought, and we didn't do ourselves any favors. We had three turnovers and, and uh, you know, had, had a couple opportunities that I thought we had some chances to, to get back in it or stay in it and make a big play, and we just didn't. And, uh, you know, it, that, that's part of high school football. Some nights it goes your way and some nights it don't. Coach, 
you can't coach size, obviously, and they had plenty of that. And I know that's something that you and I have talked about throughout the course of the season that's given Monterey issues is battling other teams with excessive size like that. But how much of a rarity really is it to see a team with that kind of size across the board when you get down into the – especially the 1A and 2A levels of high school football? Well, it, it is pretty rare. Um, and, and to see – you know, guys at that size that move pretty well. Um, you know, but but you're going to have schools that that have those runs where they have that. And uh, Hampton's in that situation right now. And uh, you know, they were very senior heavy. Um, and and we're a, we're a fairly young football team, uh, especially up front. And you know, there's a difference in having a big big young man uh, at 18 and having a big young man at 14. Um, those, those four years, just the physical maturity. Uh, it's such a huge difference. And, and so, you know, we're excited about where our program is. We return a lot of good young men. Uh, we return a, a lot of our roster. Uh, and we, we return several guys up front that, that hopefully we're going to be working to get to that point that eventually we'll be those big 17, 18-year-olds as well. How emotional of a bus ride home was it, particularly for your seniors, with it finally, I guess, dawning on them this was their last football game? It was, and, and you know, it, it's something that we talked about uh, on Monday that, you know, guys, you're, you're down to, you know, five given dates, and, and everything after that is, is not guaranteed unless you win. And, you know, so we had, we had talked about it and, and, you know, had the communication that that was our goal was to not uh, have that bus ride to be sad. Uh, but, unfortunately, it was. And, you know, it's a great senior class, nine young men that have meant a, a lot to myself and our coaches, uh, nine young men that have been a part of a lot of good success in this program. And, and I think they leave here very proud of what they've accomplished as a senior class and, and very proud of, of what they've accomplished as a football program in their time. And, um, you know, it, it, it's nine guys that, that will rank very highly with me forever and they'll forever be a part of me. And uh, they know that our doors are always open for them and, uh, that they'll, they'll forever be uh, a Monterey Wildcat. We're speaking with Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, the offseason is here, and I'm sure you're going to take a little time to catch your breath, but uh, when you get back to work, what are some areas that you really want to focus on as you move forward and start planning for next year? Uh, you know, yeah, we, we are going to take some time off just to let our guys, you know, heal and recoup and, uh, just get away and, and be a teenager. And, um, you know, I say that at fall break, and it seems like it's such a short time between fall break and the end of the year. And, and so I feel like I'm, I'm saying the same thing again. And um, I, I don't know, maybe we need to quit doing what we do on fall break because it, it seemed like we never got back in rhythm after taking some time off. Um, but, you know, this off season we're, we're going to really – uh, get back in like we always do. You know, we're, we're going to get in the weight room really hard. Uh, we, we've got to learn situations. We've got to be able to be mentally tougher in some situations. Um, and, and so there, there's several things that we're going to be doing uh, in our program that, that I, you know, I'm sure everybody does. But we're going to put some bigger focus on team uh, bonding and, and just making sure that we're, we're together and uh, not only in, in some fun elements, uh, you know, bowling and dodgeball and uh we've got all kinds of stuff that we've already came up with that we're going to participate in but but we also want to be together in competitive situations um you know in the weight room or uh, in some form of training outside that 
that our guys are, are you know, going to be pushed mentally as well as physically uh, to a high regard. Coach, you mentioned fall break and kind of not being able to recover from that. I think you would probably go along with many other coaches uh, throughout the state that would like to maybe move fall break to sometime around the second week of December because it does seem like that uh, it does disrupt your rhythm a little bit, and it seemed like that happened with your football team this year a bit. It did. You know, uh, for us as a county, we're a two-week fall break system. And, and it, you know, in 16, 17 years of coaching, I, I've been a part of – I, I would want to say probably every schedule to try to work the two weeks out, and I don't know the best way to do it. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things, if you don't give them some time off, uh, then you fight the battle of guys not being there or, or you know, wanting time off, and it, you don't have an opponent to prepare for, and, and you know, you're not playing that week. Uh, you know, you want to spend time with your own family. Uh, and, and so those are issues that we fight. And then the second week when, when you do play, you're out of school, you're out of rhythm. Um, you know, you can, you can tell them as much as you want to, uh, the routine and the staying routine. But, it, you know, when you don't have to get up and go to school uh, and you don't have all the, the normal school day issues that, that you normally fight and, and have, it, it's just a battle that's hard to fight. And, uh, you know, I think if, in that regard – You've got to just be a really, really mature football team. Um, and, and I thought that we were, you know, decent in that regard. Um, but I, I don't know. We, we just never seemed to get back in the rhythm. It, it was almost like we were back in preseason camp uh, trying to start over. So, uh, you know, we're going to spend a, a lot of time this offseason as a staff evaluating that element um, and, and trying to come up with more efficient ways to be better in that time frame. Um, and so that's something that we've got to spend a lot of time analyzing. Well, Coach Scott Hughes, it's been a great season for Monterey football, a fun season, very competitive season, and uh, losing nine seniors I know will be tough, but you've got a good young base coming back next year. We'll look forward to 2022 football at Monterey High School, and uh, we thank you so much for taking time to join us throughout the course of the season. Well, thank you guys so much for covering us and all you do, not only for our school, but all the area football teams. And uh, we, we just appreciate you guys more than you know. We'll transition from football into the start of the high school basketball season when we come back to the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook. Covering every school across the Upper Cumberland for you. Coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Stop on by and see us every Saturday morning here for the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. As the high school football season winds down in the Upper Cumberland, well, that means high school basketball is ready to get fired up. Cookville basketball head coach Joshua Hurd on the phone line with us this morning. Coach Hurd, thanks for joining us. You know, COVID doesn't seem as big an issue as it was this time last year. Has there been a big difference in preparing for the season this year as opposed to last year? Yeah, it has. I mean, there were a lot of stipulations that, that we had to follow in you know, regards to practice and, you know, our distance and wear and attire, uh, just so many things. You know, we, we're still following the guidelines that TWA dropped down for us. Um, but it, it, it does seem like it's a lot back to normal because we, you know, we, for the most part, we have everyone in practice, um, there not, you know, or not practicing because of sickness. 
Um, so it's, it's it's getting there. And that's good to hear. I know everybody's uh, wanting to see that. I know we had a little bit of a run with some COVID early in the football season. It seems like it's settled down now, so hopefully no more issues moving forward. Coach, uh, coming off a of 15-13 year last year, you got a pretty young basketball team. You had, I think you uh, told me earlier, 11 freshmen last season that saw some action. Is this going to be a relatively young Cookville team this year? Yeah, you know, we have some – we have some some pretty good sophomores, you know, off that freshman team last year, and and uh, you know those guys are, are coming in and still playing hard, still practicing hard now. So, you know, they will definitely see some time. Um, you know, majority of our, you know, I guess the body of our team is is all sophomores. Um, with you know the two first teamers and Josh Hurd and Colin Ayers that were you know first team last year. So. Um, but you know, a lot of those guys are fighting hard. We even got, you know, we got some more freshmen that came in with us this year. They came up from um, their middle school teams, and you know, we played two of them this past Saturday versus um, Blackman and Brentwood, and you know, those two freshmen did pretty did, did pretty well. So we're, you know, regardless of how you look at it, we're still going to be young. Coach's team only has a couple of seniors on the squad this year on the roster. Uh, what can you tell us about these seniors, and what strengths do they bring to the basketball court? Well, one of the biggest ones is, is just leadership and experience. Um, you know, DJ Potter just moved in from, from from Cherokee down in Georgia, and but he's played so much basketball and seen so much stuff that you know he 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 came right in and his first day of practice he was talking and being energetic and leading the guys. You know, even the first day he was with us. And that was that's very big for us, you know. He he gets after it every single play. Uh, and Wendell Oakley, you know, he's been he's been with the Cavalier team ever since he was a freshman, and and he's another one that just fights hard every play, uh, provides leadership for everyone. And um, you know, he was voted he was voted a a captain when he was a sophomore, you know, sophomore junior year. So you know that that's how much the team looks looked up to him and uh, appreciates him. So you know, those guys are going to provide a lot of things on and off the court that's going to help us this year. Are these the kind of seniors, Coach, that are going to be the vocal type leaders, the leaders by example on the court, or do they give you a good combination of the two? They, they give a good combination of the two, and the one thing that I do uh, that we talk about in practice every day is that, that everyone talks. It, it, I don't just put that on the seniors' shoulders. You know, we, we've got freshmen that have, that, have, um, that have spoke, you know, during practice and, you know, got on people for not doing what they need to do. We got sophomores or we got juniors that do it. So um, that's one thing that, that I I like to see that I, I don't just want the seniors to be the one that is, is, is vocal in practice or vocal during games. I want it to be everyone. We have Cookville head basketball coach Joshua Hurd on the phone with us today previewing the Cavaliers 2021-22 season. Coach, what are going to be some strengths of your basketball team, particularly early in the season? Well, we got we got some good basketball players, you know, just um, basketball players that have a great skill sets, you know. And our, we, as I said earlier, you know, we, we, we played Saturday in a play day down in Riverdale, and, and that was very – uh, evident, you know, in the game against Blackman, you know, we, you know, it was a tough, low-scoring game, and it got down to a couple possessions where we just needed to score, and, um, you know, we just pretty much gave the ball to one or two players and just let them create something and just score on their own. So, you know, having that asset you know, with, with players that can actually just create their own shot, you know, that's that's that helps so much, you know. Um, so 
those those things are, are big on, in every player. You know, I've I've put that on the shoulders of even the freshmen, you know, the sophomores. I told them that from day one, uh, I want them to show me their skill set and whatever that is. You know, that big passing, shooting, dribbling, whatever it is that they needed to show me and show the other coaches and their teammates. You know, what they do best, so so we can help their team win. And you know, we we we've, we've gotten off to a good start. You know, we're uh, we're kind of hurting right now. We we probably got five or six of them that's that's going to be out this week uh, with, with, with injuries and uh, family issues um, so we've we've not had a full practice yet with the whole team <laughs> so um, I'm waiting I'm waiting to see when that happens but but just with the guys who are showing up and practicing now you know those guys are going hard they're having fun and, and that's you know I'm pleased with that Coach Hurd, you get set for your season opener on the 19th against Knoxville Webb, and you talk about having some players that are going to miss some time. You've got Thanksgiving right around the corner. Still and yet, how important do you feel like these early season games are before you really get rolling into district play in terms of, I guess, finding that camaraderie on and off the court for your team? It's very, very big, you know, because I want my team to face adversity before we get to the district schedule. You know, just being able to to fight through those tough games, and you know, is um, you know, just just so they can learn that every possession is going to count. You know, last year was a great learning experience for all these freshmen. You know, coming in, we had a lot of close games. Um, you know, some we won, some we lost, but just them learning uh, how to protect the basketball, how to take care of the basketballs that freshman year, uh, it was very evident um, now in practice and you know, in, in the in the Saturday play day that we had. And also during the summer, you know, just just seeing those guys grow, um, just with their decision making is, is very very uh, bright for me. Um, but you know, those those guys, you know, the ones that are out, you know, they'll come back and they'll, they'll get in there, they'll get the swing of things, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we can have them for the Knox Web game. Um, not quite 100 percent sure we're going to have everybody for that game, but uh, hopefully when we get get into you know starting. You know, early December that we'll have everybody back at near 100%. Well, Coach, it's here. Basketball season ready to go. Again, a Friday night, November 19th. Uh, Cookville taking on Knox Webb to open the season. Coach, we wish you and the Cavaliers the best of luck throughout the course of the season, and we'll talk to you on down the road. Awesome. Thank you, sir. We will talk to TWSAA Hall of Fame coach Lamar Rogers of Clark Range when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook continues. Meet the athletes in your backyard. UCSportsNation.com The Clark Range Lady Buffaloes are coming off yet another Class A state tournament appearance last season. And, well, are they ready to rebuild or reload this year? We're ready to find out. Clark Range girls coach Lamar Rogers joining us this morning via telephone. Coach, How's the mood been around Clark Range High School with basketball season set to get underway? Like everyone else in Tennessee, we're just really excited to, to get started. We had a play day uh, Saturday down at uh, Wilson Central High School, and uh, we did real well. And uh, you know, we had some good practices. Uh, players were real excited to finally get to you know, go against someone else instead of each other in practice. And uh, we've got another play day this Saturday uh, against, you know, down at Lebanon. 
hopeful we'll be playing Riverdale and some other teams, and I think that will really help us also. Do things feel a little more normal this year than they did at this time last year with, you know, not so much talk of COVID as of right now? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think the TWSAA's meeting decided whether or not the higher seeds will host the tournaments or will go to a centralized location. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, everyone's looking forward to having gyms full and adding to the excitement to it. Uh, you know, the players at Clark have worked real hard, and, uh, you know, they're uh, they're just real excited. You know, like everyone, we uh, we always have a packed house and a good crowd, you know, either and we, or fans follow us get on the road. So it's going to be great to have full gym this year. Coach Rogers, do you have an experienced team coming back, or is this going to be a younger version of the Lady Buffaloes this year? Well, it'd be, it's going to be younger. Uh, we lost, uh, actually lost five of our top six players last year, which that, <clears throat> that's losing a lot. And, you know, Cassie and Kaylee Mundy's playing at the University of Cumberland in Kentucky. They signed there. So uh, we've, uh, you know, we've got a saying at Clark Range, we don't rebuild, we reload. And I felt, feel about 95% sure we've done that. Uh, we've got one senior, Zoe Smith, which is going to, she had a, uh, she's going to have a very good year. She had a great summer this past summer. And we've got uh, three juniors that will be playing. Uh, Maddie Bush is the only returning starter. Then we've got Lauren Schultz, Casey Sales. Uh, will be, you know, those three will be starting for sure. Uh, we've got seven really good players. We've got uh, uh, Addie Starr a sophomore that just, uh, you know, compliments her she plays like a boy, and then we've got two freshmen, uh, Chloe Rogers and Peyton Manis. So we've got seven real good players that I feel comfortable with, any of those, on the, on the court at any time. Coach, with eight state championships and you've been to state for the last five years, are expectations, is the bar always just at that high at Clark Range? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we think we can get back to Murphy Center again this year, and uh, that's our goal, of course, every year. And, uh, you know, losing uh, Cass and Kelly money, that quickness and everything, we, we'll have to make adjustments for that and everything. And we lost a lot of good players. But uh, we feel like we've got uh, some players that can get the job done. And uh, we'd like to get down there and see what we do. Uh, you know, other teams, some of the other Class A teams statewide have went double A. But, you know, our district, we've got their same uh, friends we've got to deal with. Uh, and as you know, if anybody comes out of Upper Cumberland to go to Murphy Center, they've got a good chance of being successful down there. Absolutely. A lot of tradition in the Upper Cumberland area. We're talking to Coach Lamar Rogers of the Clark Range Girls Basketball Program. Coach, you mentioned a, a lot of familiar faces stay in your district docket, but how has 1A changed on the whole statewide, and who are some different folks or, or maybe some folks that you're not going to see anymore when it comes to you know going the distance all the way to the state tournament? Well, I'm sure I'll leave somebody out, but, you know, Gibson County was down there last year that went double-A. We've got uh, Loretta has went double-A, and those teams are always good. Uh, Gibson County out of the West has it, been a lot, just been there forever. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, that's uh, that's two of the the big dogs that's went double-A, and there's, there's some others. Uh, our sub-state and region has changed also with the reclassification. Uh, we've lost... Uh, 
two, three teams out of our district, uh, Monterey and Jess County went double A, and then Trousdale County switched districts. So <clears throat> we, we've got some new people on our schedule. But, uh, you know, as you progress down there uh, in the tournaments and everything, you know, there's always going to be uh, good teams uh, that you'll run into, though. As you get set to take on Macon County in a Hall of Fame game coming up on the 16th, Coach, what are maybe some areas of concern that you're still, you know, trying to work out as you get ready for the start of the regular season? You know, we're very versatile on defense and offense both. and We try to run a lot of things. Of course, we have some things we'll settle on and, and do that. But, uh, you know, we just started November the first practice, and it's uh, we've not gotten everything in, but I think we've got enough in to start the season and everything. And then we've got to settle on, you know, what we're going to do best. Uh, you know, this summer, this past summer, uh, we beat some good AAA teams. Uh, you know, playing a certain defense and things. So we've experimented with other stuff. And at the play day last Saturday, some of it worked, some of it didn't. So uh, this next Saturday, uh, I think we play Riverdale, Sycamore, Clarksville Northwest, uh, three AAA teams. It's going to really test us, and I think we'll find out more about ourselves. Coach Rogers, you've had quite the historic career already in the Hall of Fame. And uh, do you do you still love – coaching and get as excited about this time of year as you did going all the way back to those first few years of coaching? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, we had uh, uh, last Friday night, November 5th, we had our alumni basketball game and we had uh, a lot of players come back. We had 14, I think, girl players. We had a men's, I guess you call them women now, men's and women's and uh, game and we had a really good crowd. Uh, we had Kara Meadows back, and everybody's still familiar with her, Brittany Cooper. Uh, we have Lisa Pohl back that signed with Tech back in the 90s. And uh, everybody just had a great time. Uh, those girls put on a good show, and our players watched them, and I tried to tell stuff about the players that was up here. So that kind of got us kick-started and got us excited, and uh, some of my players now got to rub shoulders with, with some of the, uh, you know, the girls that made eight, uh, you know, made state tournaments and uh, all state things like that. So, uh, really good afternoon. I think that really helped set the tone for us getting ready to play. Well, Coach Rogers, you've coached a lot of great players, a lot of great teams, and uh, uh, looking forward to another one again this year. Looking forward to some Clark Range girls basketball. Coach Lamar Rogers has been our guest today. Coach, thank you for the time. Okay, thank you a lot. We will take a look at the area state quarterfinal football matchups and the first week of the basketball season when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Only one Upper Cumberland team remains as the state football playoffs move on into the quarterfinal round. The Upperman Bees will travel down to Chattanooga to take on Red Bank next Friday night. Upperman 11-1 on the season, Red Bank at 8-3. And, and again, two years ago, Red Bank eliminated Upperman from the Class 3A state playoffs. Can Upperman get a little payback next Friday night? Kickoff will be 6 o'clock local time, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Some other area teams, Gordonsville and South Pittsburgh. Boy, do they have a long and storied playoff history. It will continue next week 
Gordonsville ranked number five in the state, South Pittsburgh at number four. They will meet up in the state quarterfinals in Class 1A. Drowsdale County and Watertown for the fourth year in a row in the state quarterfinals. Now get this, Watertown has beaten Trousdale County in each of the last four regular season meetings. Trousdale County, however, has won each of the last three postseason meetings. Will they make it four in a row, or can Watertown finally snap that skid? We'll find out in the Class 2A quarterfinals next Friday night. Basketball on Tuesday night in the Upper Cumberland. It will be Macon County at Clark Range as Hall of Fame basketball action gets underway. The Cookville girls will be hosting Murfreesboro, Oakland. Cumberland County at home will take on Coalfield. DeKalb County will travel up to White House. It'll be Livingston Academy on the road at uh, Metro to take on Lipscomb Academy. Oneida is at Pickett County. Maryville at Stone Memorial. Van Buren County will travel to Saudi Daisy. Warren County will open their season at home against Murfreesboro Central Magnet. White County will travel down toward Chattanooga to take on Mex County. And it'll be York Institute on Tuesday night playing at Kingston. Thursday night games will feature Jackson County at Community, Monterey at Woodburg, and the White County girls at Lawrenceburg. And then on Friday, it's East Robertson at Clay County, Knoxville Webb at Cookville, and York Institute at White County in a boys game only. I want to say a big thanks today to our studio producer, Will Hearn, Franklin McCarthy, our on-site producer. Big thanks to our coaches today, Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees, John Pryor, DeKalb County play-by-play voice, Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats, Cookville boys basketball coach Josh Hurd, and Clark Range girls basketball coach Lamar Rogers. For the high school playbook from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, I'm Tom Duggan. Thanks so long. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close, Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now, ucsportsnation.com.